Good morning. But then, Jesus. Dateline, San Juan Capistrano, California, July 20. It was a strange day, a day like no other. I got called to come and pick a, a woman out of a lineup of individuals, just about the same height and dressed alike. There was a knot of tension in my belly, though I tried not to let on, because my selection of that woman would very possibly determine her future. This is Holy Spirit, who or what? Number six in the series. Segway. In the last couple weeks, we have looked at the Holy Spirit as a person, the third person of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He is not some vague, ethereal shadow, nor an impersonal force. He is a person, equal in every way with the Father and the Son. In our last briefing, The Difference Maker, we considered the activity of the Holy Spirit as recorded in the Old Testament, a more limited role than we see in the early Christian church starting in the book of Acts. The Holy Spirit came upon particular individuals in the Old Testament, and the Jewish people were aware of him for sure. But then, Jesus. I pay particular attention to what Jesus had to say about the coming of the Holy Spirit and accordingly cannot read his words enough. John recorded in chapter 14 that Jesus said he will give you another counselor to be with you. In verse 17, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. And verse 26, Jesus said this, The Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you of all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. And in John chapter 16, Unless I go away, the Counselor will not come to you. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. The Holy Spirit is a who. Jesus makes that very clear. It does not matter what spiritual people want to say about the Holy Spirit being a force or an energy. Let's operate in truth, for he is far more than energy or a force. Press in, won't you? After the resurrection and just before the ascension, recorded in Acts chapter 1, Jesus' followers pressed him again to know if this would be the time he would set things straight in Israel, to topple Rome's tyranny of the Jews and set up his kingdom. After all, they were desperate to be out from underneath the heavy hand of Rome. Jesus replies, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends 
of the earth. I suppose Acts 1.8 is one you could read right over and not give too much thought. I'm sure many have. But not so fast. Luke starts with the word, but. Did you notice that three little word at the start of the sentence? Kind of like Jesus is saying, you guys are wanting a shift in power, but I'm here to give you power you know nothing about. The power I'm talking about will change your lives forever. It is spiritual power. Friends, this Holy Spirit power is meant for you and me. What does the power of the Holy Spirit look like in our lives? The power of the Holy Spirit is staying power. It is peace. It is the very presence of God in our lives. And I, for one, could not live without it. As the old song says, Come, Holy Spirit, I need you. Oh, and on July 20 in San Juan Capistrano, California, could I pick the spirit-filled woman out of a lineup? Wait for it. Next, morning briefing.